Hello, everyone. Welcome to Game Studies Review. Uh, boo reading, yay listening, I think is our new intro. New motto. Yeah. New motto. Uh, so I'm Alex Lane. I'm joined today by Dr. Cody Reimer. How's it going, Cody? Hello. It's going well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, outside, beautiful day. Uh, you look like you're in a basement, but that's all right. Yeah. Well, I just got, I, I was just doing some lawn work. So perfect. Perfect. Uh, who are you? I am Cody Reimer, Dr. Cody Reimer. I'm an assistant professor of English at the University of Wisconsin Stout. Um, I teach undergraduate and graduate courses in technical communication and other topics, and I research tech, com, and video games. Booyah. I'm breaking one of well, my rules. All games, really. Today. Well, true. Yeah. Uh, all play things. Uh, I'm breaking one of my <laughs> rules, and I have a beer here while we're recording. I usually don't do that, but I'm on a plane tomorrow, so uh, here we go. All nice right. early to start the, uh, to start the morning. All right. Uh, so, Cody, you want to give us an intro on today's article? Yeah. So this is uh, Miguel Sickart's brand spanking new article, Playthings from Games and Culture 2021. I think it just came out last month. We were actually uh, going to try to get to it the month of, like the, the, the week of almost. But there were some We've delays. had some disruptions in our recording um, slash production schedule um, just, that are yeah. my but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, so I, I felt I feel like I need to stop doing this to Alex, and I need to stop throwing ontology articles at at her. Uh, but given that we had just done uh, a few ontology articles, and one of which referenced Sickart, and then this one just came out, uh, I felt like we we had to to look at Sickart's uh, approach to ontology. Although, and I'm a huge fan of Sickart, as ontology. well, you know. Well, I, yeah, I know very well, and I like Sickart's work also. Um, so this is a very timely article, uh, and it's uh, right in, I guess, both of our wheelhouses in that it, uh, he is engaging with literature that we both uh, cleave to very closely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sickart, uh, I, I'm doing the, uh, the gaps today. So I, I just want to start off by saying Sickart, um, I, I absolutely love a lot of his work. It was the cornerstone of some of my dissertation work. I wrote an article years ago on procedural ethics that was based off of his work on ethics and games. So, so big fan. Yeah. Uh, to, to start with. So why don't you get, why don't you break down, give so, us a summary. Yeah. So the article is, is just called Playthings, Uh, and one of the objectives of it is to provide a conceptual instrument for the study of material practices of play intersecting with the fields of media studies. Uh, he draws on Bulmer 2019, uh, and also obviously, uh, and especially game studies mm -hmm. to, to accomplish this. He draws, uh, really heavily on Karen Barad's work on agential realism from her 2007 book, Meeting the Universe Halfway, in which she argues for entanglements of uh, epistemology and ontology. And so there's a kind this of- This article could not be set up any better. I mean, that's just beautiful, beautiful idea. Yeah, it's, I think it's fantastic. Perfect to base it in. Mm, you you it. drew heavily from Sickart uh, for your like um, dissertation and your work. I drew my methods drew quite heavily on Karen Barad's work. Oh, uh, Barad's and, been my my person for years. Yeah. Agential realism, like you meeting don't get the closer halfway, to the heart than agential yeah. realism. Meeting the universe right. halfway was like oh. one of those mind blowing books that I got are goosebumps. definitely one of my my tops in mm -hmm. grad school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sickart writes, uh, quote, play is the process of ontologically constituting things, his emphasis, into playthings. Any thing 
his emphasis, that is part of the practice of play gets its meaning and its ontology from that concrete techno-socially situated arrangement of human agency, artificial agency, and materials, mm -hmm. end quote. So he's engaging with um, this kind of discussion on ontologies that Arseth and others have had. Um, and they're looking at like toys versus games and trying to situate things ontologically. And Sickert comes in with this extended uh, example from Breath of the Wild to show clearly that there are things that are both game and video game, but also a toy and helps kind of reconcile the, the um, dissonance between those ontological takes to show that these things are what he would call a plaything. And so playthings provide, and I'm quoting from him, provide the ontological foundation to the materialist epistemological shift in game studies. So he is trying to push philosophically toward this understanding of playthings as a way to create novel epistemologies to better recognize the material ontologies of play and games and things and playthings and game studies as, as a whole. So that's that's what he's trying to do. That's the summary. Normally uh, I just hammer that for just like word soup, like how many ologies well, so, yeah. and, and whatever can you do? But uh, but this happens to be in, in one of my and your real houses. So, so, so let me, let me words do, actually do make sense. They, they make sense. And so for listeners who don't know that's, that is word salad, let me try to make it make sense as quickly and briefly as I know how. So ontology is the nature of being and the nature mm -hmm. of matter. Epistemology is the nature of knowledge mm -hmm. and understanding. So if you're familiar with Descartes, right? I think therefore I am. It was this, you know, the separation of epistemology and ontology. I only recognize the ontology because of epistemology. And Karen Broad came in and was like, no, no, no. It's onto epistemology. The brain and the body are one and together. And she's not just saying this. She's looking at it from specifically she a quantum physics perspective. That's quantum like down, physics. Yes, exactly. Down to yeah. the atom um, that you cannot separate these, these the matter and the meaning. Um, that makes no sense on any level of understanding we have of how the world and the universe work. Yeah. So, so you can't, there's, you know, ontology and epistemology, that, that kind of dichotomy, that's a binary that needs to be collapsed and has been successfully. And so when ontologists are coming in or, or philosophers or game studies, academics are coming in, scholars are saying, we're going to look at the ontologies of games and define games and toys and things like this. Um, Sickhart rightfully comes in as like, Hey, how about I throw you some, some Karen Barad, um, yeah. And not without problems, as Alex will talk to, but he, I think, speaks to how um, uh, people like Barad have successfully collapsed those binaries, those dichotomies, and shows that epistemologies, the way we understand our surroundings, and ontologies, the way that our you know, surroundings exist in material ways, um, are, are entangled, mm. right? That's what agential realism is all about. So right. the goal of the article is to contribute to that conversation around the question of ontologies and games. And Sickard is focused specifically on the discourse and the questions surrounding whether the video games can be understood ontologically as games, uh, but also that games and toys are different. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to reconcile with that. Uh, he forwards the notion that playthings help us study game, video game, and toy in a productive fashion. More importantly, it helps us study instances in which play turns into something that's none of those. It's not game, video game, or toy. Instead, it's just a plaything. 
Uh, and so there's some great quotes, but I feel like I'm already kind of going over time. We try to keep it brief here on this podcast. So all, all that to say is all of this work, what he's trying to contribute is to open up uh, the analytical scope of game studies and its potential impact uh, to explore what he calls novel epistemologies, new ways of understanding play and toys and games and video games as play things. And I'll, I'll break it down as if I was explaining it to a five-year-old uh, game studies has been have uh, game study scholars have been way too obsessed with what games are instead of like what they're doing and the consequences of them and all of that stuff. That's, that's my kind of base understanding of epistemology ontology. What is something versus what is it doing? I, and I like that, how it pushes back against us as opposed to, well, let's try to define it. So uh, anyway, so uh, good contributions, great project. Um, we circle around these ideas all the time. And I get a sense from reading it that he's looking at things that have been discounted as games, um, feed the head, uh, things like that, that would that which I've never uh, encountered, but that that pe- that scholars like are discounting his games and saying like, well, they're play things, right? Or uh, the Apple Music interface, he uses an extended example of that throughout the pieces as a play thing rather than, a, than necessarily a game, but in the scope of what we do. Um, right. So let's look at some of the gaps because for me, uh, it's there, uh, they're really big. They're um, really big, what's that? Uh, they're stark. They're stark uh, and unfortunate. So is this a concept of materiality in games crucial? Yes. The concept of ontology to games important. Sure. Idea of using hairways, situated knowledges in game studies, delicious, a gentle realism, delicious. Hell yeah. Um, but can you use broad hairway in the new materialist term without acknowledging its feminist roots? No. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, how is... Uh, how are none of the concerns that these ideas he's talking about, these concerns are used to address certain things and he's not doing any of that. Like he's totally ignored it. So to me, this undercuts the entire project of playthings. He takes a deeply feminist project and uses the lens of a deeply misogynistic philosophy, ontology. And if you want to go toe-to-toe with me and try to tell me that ontology at its base isn't a deeply problematic and misogynistic uh, philosophy group of people, whatever, then I would do that any day because it is atrocious, the stuff that's happening in ontology. Um, and then he applies this lens to, which not, not, I'm not saying we shouldn't, use it i'm just saying like it is totally fucked up and and then he applies <laughs> it to a deeply problematic field like game studies we have so much toxic so many toxic issues so so many problems so misogynistic philosophy toxic field and then he titles it playthings and does this undercut the project and all of the cool contributions that cody is just talking about uh, that is a big yes for me. That is a huge problem. So, like, first of all, the title, let's start there, Playthings. Uh, maybe I'm just a weirdo or something. I don't know. But uh, the first thing I think about is uh, sexual connotation and then sexist connotation with Playthings. Google Playthings if you don't think that that's uh, the first thing comes up, sexy lingerie, all these pictures of women, you know, bent over. What Like, Playthings is a... I guess childhood toy term too, but come on. Like you can't. Well, what, 
So what he's what he's doing, the reason I agree, I agree. I'll, let's start there. I agree that it's a problematic term and he needed to, especially when he's using feminist. What are you doing? But you would never know they're feminists, are you? Because he beautifully took so, out all the feminist the, parts of that. The premise of play thing is that the thing is materialist. It's ontological and the play, right? It's a way of engaging in behavior and understanding it's epistemological. So by making, you know, by bringing in Barad and onto epistemology, he's saying like, it's play thing. This collapses that binary neatly. It's both play and thing. It is play thing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call a big fat bullshit on that because his (laughs) entire project is about entanglements. It's about context. It's about embodiment. Mm -hmm. But everything he's writing about He is not entangling it. He's not looking at its context. He's not looking at all of the little tentacles. It's all its nodes. If we're going to get Leturian, all its nodes that have like you, how can you take this term and take these ideas and totally act as if they have no entanglement in and of themselves and that bodies aren't affected by them all the time. That need that work needed to be done. If you were going to choose a con a a controversial term and put it, in here in the midst of de- of silencing all of this feminist parts of the stuff you're reading about okay so i get what he's doing the the term itself but come on come on man uh oh dear i hear screaming children okay i'm gonna ignore that uh and i'm not like critiquing this for appearances like oh you need to like talk about feminism and everything you do. But what I think is that this shows like a really deep misunderstanding of the new materialist turn. If you think you can barad, if you think you can harrowy, if you think you can use the new materialism, if you can talk about entanglements, if you can talk about embodiment and not once mention their roots in feminism, their impact on by feminist scholars on feminist bodies, like I don't know if you understand what you're applying. To, yeah. Is that overstepping? I mean, Sicker Sicker is 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 awesome. Plenty of smart stuff. But how can you possibly do work with these people without at least mentioning it? I mean, yeah, I think of I think of like Susan Heckman as well. Mm-hmm. There's there's the the whole like when you say like the new materialism for our listeners who are not familiar, my understanding, and you, you're more of an expert on this than I am, but my understanding is that uh, a bunch of, I'm going to just totally be reductionist and, and oversimplify. It's a 15 minute podcast. We have to, but it's a 15 minute podcast. Uh, All of these uh, philosophers were saying like, you know, okay. Uh, the, the body doesn't matter. We're looking, we're looking yeah. at a linguistic turn. Uh, language is how we, you know, how reality is shaped. And all of these women are like, no, no, no body, bodies still matter. Like I, I matter. Don't erase my body. Yes. You know, uh, social constructivism uh, and constructionism, these things, you know, have points, but we need to think a little bit more deeply about you know, how matter matters. Right. And uh, so this is that kind of uh, in response to, um, you know, the linguistic turn and also other ontologists who are saying, who are also responding to the linguistic turn. And they're saying like, no, no, uh, matter matters, but they're also erasing like, you know, bodies as matter and women as mattering. And then women are like, hold your fucking horses there, uh, ontologists. Yes, Yes, ontology matters. 
And yes, you know, language matters. So we need to understand how the two coexist and are entangled yes. in productive ways that don't erase women and women's bodies. Which uh, is ontologies. One of their biggest faults is taking work that feminists have been doing in this new materialism work. And before that was even a term and then erasing the women from it and then touting it as some new kind of philosophy. Right? Which is which is why it's a problem to you know, draw from people like Haraway and Barad yep. and not acknowledge the deeply feminist roots as you, as you, you know, identified, as you pointed out, um, you, you can't just say, oh, look at this neat thing. I'm going to apply it to ontology and games <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> without looking at. So what I would have liked to see, and maybe this is, you know, uh, we're going over and I, you know, well, we're going to go, let's just mix. We're going to go over anyways. <clears throat> we'll fix it in post, fix it in post. Yeah. What I would have liked to see is I would have liked to see him look at sex playthings. Yes. And look at those as toys and playthings and their, you know, the feminist uh, issues surrounding them. The, you know, like, why didn't you look at that? Like, that is, you it's look right at there. Breath of the, it's right there. It's in the title, right? Breath of the Wild is great. Fine. It's a fantastic game. Love it. Cool. Ooh, Apple look Music. Yeah. Look at Teledildonics. Yes, you want to look. You want to sure. look at like or fascinating. Sure. You know, women as furniture. One of my favorite things. Women as from uh, from grad right. school. Mm -hmm. It's it's right there, and maybe maybe he's just opening up the door for us to write a dildo article. But um, challenge you know. accepted. <laughs> yeah. So that that was it's a huge glaring gap. It's a big problem. Um, I've got a couple quotes too, but they're mostly like. Like for like a uh, concept of playthings wants to add diversity and nuance to the study of games, toys, playgrounds, and other forms of playful engagement with the world and with materials. But I don't see any that. of that happening in this article. Uh, and and the diversity. So like he's looking at like a diversity of what we consider worthy of study for games, but not of the bodies, not of the players, not of designers, not of identities. Like none of that stuff. The is, working conditions, the labor conditions within yes. game companies. Yes, studios. just like what we consider a game, which is, come on, man. Ugh. All right, uh, let's move on. Loved, loved. Got anything here that we haven't covered? Uh, yeah, so he, there's a single, there's a solitary footnote in the entire article. <laughs> and it's just like, Heidegger is a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, genius. genius. So, so I, I loved that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he had a really clean reading of the discourse on, on game ontology as it relates to epistemic questions, mm -hmm. uh, setting aside every, all the critiques that we just had. I particularly appreciate the, the reading of um, Bullock and Lemieux's uh, uh, metagaming, which yeah. is like one of my favorite totally books that has come out in the last several years. Um, and, you know, I know you take issue with it. I know you don't like it. I like the title. I I yeah, like that it's just well you game. you're not at risk of being considered I'm, a plaything Cody so hey 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 no offense hey society doesn't often <laughs> see you as a plaything you don't know me no you that's do know true. me that's true that's uh, true no, I I like I think it's elegant um, mm -hmm. in in its simplicity and problematic in that same simplicity uh, and it would have been the perfect title if it were an article looking at how like sex toys are are playthings or how women is furniture are yeah. playthings or how, you know so the title like the the subject matter does not live up to the title but i love the title and gaming gaming has a big has a weird sex problem like like we show murder but we like have to you know pan to the 
curtains fluttering for even a little deep kiss. But That's anyway. American puritanical roots. For sure. Uh, what I loved, uh, focus plan relationality, uh, super cool. Dig the idea of, the, of that the idea of a plaything has boundaries. Like some of these concepts get so out of control because then it's like, well, everything's a game. Everything's rhetoric. And it's like, well, okay, but that's not super helpful. Um, and he he has an example of a nuclear control plant panel as definitely not being a plaything, which I thought was uh, was was interesting. I chuckled at the Heidegger note. Um, I liked the stick example, um, the stick being a game thing, uh, metagaming uh, as a plaything that creates objects. Super cool. Uh, they, uh, the feed the head game, there was a typo on page 10 where it was a uh, feel the head. And I just thought that was such an appropriate typo for this article. <laughs> it's like this, this weird sexual undertone, totally inappropriate. Touch it. Just, just touch it. Just, just, feel, the head. just, just feel the just head. Just feel the head. Uh, so unfortunate. And a lot of time spent on ideas and the, and the word salad and, and very little on, on uh, actual materiality, which, actually, which I have an issue with some materiality work in general. But um, yeah. Anything else think, for you? Um, as far as what made Whatever. me go, I think we, we kind of really covered it. Okay. Um, I, I like it because it makes me want to write things. And yeah. okay. like the, the worst articles are the ones where I finish reading and go, huh. And then I just walk away. That's over. Right? the best ones are the ones where I'm like, I need to engage with this. I want to respond to this. Uh, I got, you know, some some bones to pick. Um, but I think, you know, no pun intended. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think that um, the work is productive in that he's bringing uh, important scholarship to bear on some of the conversations that have been happening in game studies. Um, I think now that, you know, that has been done, it's easier to engage with that and build on them further and recognize the, the deeply feminist roots of those scholars mm -hmm. and bring in and critique, um, you know, that, uh, kind of complex ecology of meaning and context when we use words like plaything to talk mm -hmm. about, how we understand um, the field of game studies. So novel epistemologies can can attend to uh, the playthings that are women as furniture and and look at um, some of those problematic areas in game studies that others are already doing, but that are being ignored by the other ontologists. All right, very cool. So um, that's a good bottom line. I'll just add my my own words in here uh, for someone focused on entanglements. Oh boy, does he miss all the entanglements of the concepts he's using. Uh, situated knowledge as a gentle realism without at very least acknowledging their entanglements and materiality context, particularly the body, the feminized body. It's a, it's a big oversight to me, way too big of an oversight. Um, should you read it? My vote is yes. Should you use it as it sits? My vote is no. Um, I have some internal struggle because I want people outside of feminists uh, doing feminist projects. I want them using these authors. Like they have amazing concept that can be applicable when you're not doing direct feminist work, but you cannot erase uh, the feminist roots in the process. You have to at least acknowledge the embeddedness of it. You have to acknowledge how it complicates your project and complicates something like playthings and games and all of that. Uh, where is the body here? Where is the promised diversity of playthings? I want to know this. Um, that is my bottom line. So um, that's the article that you need to write. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, Sickart and Lane 
2022 forthcoming. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot for joining me, Cody. I will thanks for uh, having me. talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. 